Hello listeners, welcome to your favorite show, The Talk Box. As usual, I'm your host, Adida Adekunle, and with me is... Tofam. <laughs> yeah, nice one. Uh, today we'll be looking at Serena Williams making it 22, cementing a place in tennis history, the NBA transfers, major moves made, shocking moves made, KD, D-Wade, more of that. We'll also be looking at uh, the men's Wimbledon final match and Euro 2016 finals. We'll also be looking at Nigeria and a, and a quest for a new coach. We go for local coach, we go for a foreign coach, and of course the latest from the world of the Formula One. So firstly, Serena Williams doing it, making the magic happen against Angelique Kerber. It was a wonderful match, 7-5-6-3. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, like everyone would say, everyone has said um, she's a moving train. She's been able to achieve what she has achieved. But, uh, well, uh, let me say congratulations, just like Angelique Kikeba also said. But I feel um, she's streamrolling everybody. She's, she's having it away because these guys are not, these ladies are not um, uh, competing really. Uh, to, be fair, to be fair on her and what she has achieved, I think if you go back down in the, in the, in the Tafi Graves era, she had people pushing on people, people, ladies, you know, women who, who, who were hauled out to, to make sure that she doesn't get the Grand Slams. But I think for Serena, she won it too easily. And she's still going to get more the way I say it. But if we were to go back to Steffi Graf's era, I doubt if she would have this number of Grand Slam. Yeah, definitely looking at Serena Williams and her level of competition. But again, that shade aside, that is taken away from Serena Williams' level of excellence. This is a woman that has been playing at the top since 1999. So all critics saying that um, Steffi Graf had tougher competition are making a grievous mistake. Serena Williams has been at the top of tennis for over 17 years. The same could not be said for Steffi Graf. Steffi Graf dominated the game for about 12 years and she called it quits. Serena Williams has been playing. She has beaten Venus Williams. She survived the, the, the um, Justin Hennen Adin. She survived Kim Kleistas. She survived a lot of world-class players. That is not... She survived Karina Wozniansky, frustrated out of tennis, and she survived a lot of other players that, that are world-class players, that are excellent players. Martina Ingis, so many people Serena Williams are beating. I don't think uh, the criticism of her being... The criticism of her being um, playing weak players is, is, is valid because it's who you meet you are going to face. I mean, she can't choose the people that are going to face her. I think she has gotten better with age. She has gotten more confident. And let's not forget that there were a period of three years where Serena Williams battled injury. For her to battle injuries and still come back strong, it shows how much of a strong player she is. There is something, um, even the, the Swiss maestro Roger Federer is struggling right now, coming back from injury, he lost in the men's category. But for Serena Williams, she came back from injury and kept on winning slams. The more congratulations to her and definitely her place in tennis history as the greatest player is, is, is becoming more unquestionable by the day. For the NBA, we saw a lot of transfers, shocking transfers. We first saw KD move to the Warriors, and um, that was the biggest news. But, of course, the shocking news was Dwayne Wade leaving Miami after 13 seasons and moving to the Bulls. Uh, what, are, what are the chances for these teams? What are your top teams on the NBA right now? Yeah, I, I, I think um, I will go with the guys that came from two sets down. I'm two games down to defeat uh, the Warriors. Regardless of the fact that KD has joined the Warriors, remember last week I was saying that if, if he wants to win tro- uh, um, the championship, he should join the Warriors or Lakers. I think Cavs will remain a very strong team. The question is, will KD blend? These guys actually, uh, I think Ego, my setting, who wants to be, will be the star of the team, will, will be a factor. Uh, will it be KD? Will it be Corey? Will it be Clay? 
who, who will they give the ball to? Who will they? Who, who will be the main person? Who will they pass the ball to in difficult situations? For KD, for who he is, he's very competitive. He always wants to be the main person. Uh, we saw that happening while he was at OKC with Westbrook. I think that uh, will be a factor. I think Cavs will still be the team uh, um, to beat uh, with LeBron. Hopefully, if he doesn't lose or he won't, with LeBron in that team. And they're not losing too many players. Although they've, um, Dover is, Dover is gone, but they will be recruiting and I'm sure they will be recruiting big. So Cavs, um, maybe Warriors and Knicks will also uh, be a strong team to me. And then Bulls, with the acquisition of uh, Dwayne Wade, Ion Rondo, and then with Butler still in the game, I think uh, that four in that order is a team we should watch out for in the NBA. Yeah, definitely taking a shot against the, the Warriors there. Warriors still remain the team to beat in the NBA. The acquisition of Kevin Durant gives them the highest attacking power in the league. This is a player that for the past six, seven seasons, the lowest he has ever scored in season is 25 points a game. We saw Warriors averaging about 114 points last season. And you're getting Kevin Durant right now. So definitely, we won't be surprised if they're averaging 120 points per game. So definitely, Warriors, to me, still remains the strongest team in the NBA. Yes, they lost uh, um, to the Cavs. But again, you could argue that if Draymond Green was in Game 5, that would not, not have happened. So to me, the strongest team in the NBA for the next season still remains Warriors at number one. They definitely are looking at Cavs. They are looking at... The San Antonio Spurs, who are perennial favorites because of their coach Greg Popovich and his level of experience, and of course the Knicks might pull a surprise if if Derrick Rose is, is healthy. For for the Bulls, definitely not the case. Dwayne Wade is on tired legs. He went there for the money. He went there because he felt they were not re, um, Miami didn't respect him. But for them to compete with Rajon Rondo, Dwayne Wade, Rajon Rondo is going to be 30 next year. He has not played had a good NBA season for the past two years. Definitely, that's not going to be a competitive team for them. The, the strongest teams in the NBA for me, definitely the Warriors at number one. Then definitely number two, behind them will be Cavs. Then you're talking of San Antonio Spurs and the Knicks. But the NBA will definitely be exciting when it takes place next season. Uh, Up next is tennis, where Andy Murray was victorious over Milos Raonic. Your thoughts? For Andy Murray, oh yes, Murray, we 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 all knew was going to be Murray's Murray's trophy to lose, Murray's um, title to lose. It was him playing in front of his home fans with all the support from the home fans, from the Wimbledon fans. It was always going to be Murray's title, and that exactly did. Emphatically, he did that. He, he, he pushed aside Milos Raonic. It was a good one for him. I think just have to congratulate him. We hope he can, uh, can this, he can go with this momentum to 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 the Rio and defend his his, his Olympic gold medal. Uh, and then we never can tell what how far he can go. Maybe it will be the yeah, like 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 everyone has been saying. Murray is someone who should always be in the final of the Grand Slams. He's made it too easy for Djokovic. Maybe it can be it can be his time. You never can tell. He can pick up from where he has stopped from this one and start going on and on and on and on and on. Congratulations to Andy Murray. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to to the whole of Britain at last. He is he can say their man is going to get his rhythm and find his rhythm. So good one for Murray. Good one for Murray. Milos Raonic will live with his head up high. Defeated Roger Federer. Nobody gave him that chance. So good one for him. But congratulations to the winner. Congratulations to Andy Murray. I I disagree with the notion that we knew it was Murray's title to win. Murray was is an opportunist. He took advantage of obviously the fact that Novak Djokovic was was not was eliminated early early on. 
in the tournament. Again, it wasn't his fault that he wasn't facing Djokovic by the other side. We'll blame that on Djokovic. But Murray's final record is 3 of 11, a very terrible record. In spite of the fact that he has won, he's a terrible record. In time past, he has consistently lost to top players. This is a guy that has lost to Novak Djokovic countless number of times. This is a guy that lost the first two slams of the year to Novak Djokovic. He has shown that if he gets the weaker players, he will win. But if you're talking of the tough guys, you're talking of Djokovic, you're talking of the Fedra on their day, they will still beat Murray. But congratulations to him, regardless of all what I have said. He won that match in three straight sets, beating Milas Raonic 6 6-4, 7-6, 7-6. So if you look at the scoreline, you realize that he was a player that was more experienced. He was a player that was that had less nerves in the in the in the in the closing stages, he probably would have beaten Murray. Let's not forget that this was Milas Raonic's first final. This was the first final for the Canadian, and so there was a lot of nerves. There was a lot of pressure on him. The crowd were not on his side. Like like like, and he, he wasn't just used to the environment. The occasion was too big for him. The stage was too big for him. Murray has been a loser on this tournament a lot of times before. Murray knows what it's like to lose, and I guess the extra extra experience he had was just what helped him to 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 win this match. Congratulations to Murray, regardless of that third grand slam out of 11 attempts two Wimbledon titles for him and one US Open is a good one for Murray he will be hoping to defend his Olympic crown but I don't think he'll be able to do that because Djokovic is going to be back and Fedra even though he's old and he's going to be 35 by then could still pull off the surprise come Rio 2016 but nonetheless congratulations for Andy Murray Euro 2016 we saw France losing to Portugal 1-0 courtesy of and Ida's goal in extra time. Your thoughts? Yeah, this final is... I wouldn't say it was what we expected. But then, you know, uh, Portugal, they've been the lucky, luckiest team, you'd say. So some people, they, 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 they were the weakest team in the knockout stages, you know. Narrowly, they defeated Croatia um, in the second round. And then Poland, they won on penalty shootout. And then when they played Wales, we all thought it was going to be the end. You know, in three minutes, they scored two goals. And then in the semi-final, when nobody... I mean, that was in the semi-final against Wales. In, in, in this one in the final, when we all thought, yeah, France, the whole team will, will, will do it and, and get one over them. They pull out a surprise. And, you know, you can say whatever you like about Cristiano Ronaldo. He's been the leader. He took this team this far. The reason why they did what they've done, everyone rallied around, around him, everyone supported him. And you really have to just give it to him. I think if he wins the player of the tournament, it's nothing bad. And if he also goes all the way to winning Ballon d'Or this year, I think he deserves it. He deserves it. Congratulations to, to Portugal. Congratulations to Portugal. Yeah, definitely we saw the impact of Cristiano Ronaldo on Portugal prior to the finals. He carried them all the way to the final. And he never really planned for his game to be thwarted early by an injury in the 24th minute. But we saw the team coming together, playing as a team. And... Um, Supporting him, rallying him, rallying back to make that um, to achieve that victory. Either the, the the extra time winner was a substitute for Sanchez. We saw how he brought balance to the Portuguese attack. We saw how he he, he committed a lot of the French players, bringing them tackles, making them get yellow cards. It was an excellent strategy from the Portuguese coach. They were able to sustain the pressure, and it was all a, a team effort. We saw Rui Patricio in goal. It was excellent throughout. He made saves from Giroud. He made saves from from Griezmann. He made saves even from substitute Gignac. It was excellent throughout. The defense was also highly disciplined, and we saw Portugal with Miagra chances created 
in the in the in the 90th minute coming up alive in the um, in the extra time because their experience at the extra time in all the other games pepe was man of the match a well-deserved performance for him at the back at, at the back but for the french team i would like to say it was a disappointing one for them didier jechon their coach said it best he said they were just not clinical in the night they had the chances pogba missed his shot from 25 minutes um, yards out in the second half we saw griezmann missing a blank nodder and when you miss chances like that in a game of this magnitude you kind of will feel it wasn't a day for them it was not their day for them they did everything almost everything right but put the ball in the back of the net and when Gignac missed that chance at the last minute of um, 90 minutes you felt that definitely this might not have been their day it was a well-deserved victory for Portugal this is a team that has been underrated for in time past this is a team that nobody gave any chance to win it because they've always been losing when they hosted in 2024 they lost to Greece this is the fourth attempt for Cristiano Ronaldo congratulations to him his chance for winning the Ballon d'Or definitely has increased from the way from how impressive he has played in, in in this tournament for france third time not lucky not lucky they, they they they've been in the finals in all their major tournaments in euro 2000 they won in extra time in 2006 they lost um they lost to italy in penalty shootouts and in 2016 uh, they also lost in extra time third time unlucky for them and then um, renato Sanchez, congratulations to them portugal congratulations to them more saves most saves in the euro match since 1980 portugal's keeper Patricio, wonderful one, joining Peter Smichael in that record as well. Congratulations to Portugal. For F1, yeah, we we going into going into this into this final lap, having taken the pole position, Lewis Hamilton. We all, I was skeptical about it, you know. A couple of times he's, he's, he's been he's taking the pole position and then still lost it. But this time around, he shook off the challenge of his um, teammate and rivals, Nico Rosberg, to claim the British Grand Prix in front of his home fans. I think it's a good one for him. Good one for him. He has led good precedence. Well, for the British Grand Prix in Silverstone, congratulations again to Lewis Hamilton becoming the first man to win for the third year in a row. But again, it's all about the season-ending championship for me, who gets to win at the end of the season. And for me, in spite of Hamilton's victory, I believe no Rosberg is still the man to beat. Let's not forget that Rosberg finished this race ahead of Max Verstappen. But Rosberg finished second and Max Verstappen finished third. And um, Hamilton is still trailing Rosberg by four points in the championship um, table. So definitely for me, as much as I'm happy for Hamilton and I hope he can continue winning, but I still think he doesn't have it this season. There's something going on in that team. The team is not in unity. The rivalry is intense. And I think a couple of victories for Rosberg will put him in the championship table and he will be able to win it. I don't think Hamilton can continue his, um, the, 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 the victories he's been having in some of these Grand Prix events. I think at this time, Rosberg will win. And Rosberg will definitely dominate Hamilton and eventually win it come the ending of the season. Coming home locally, we have Nigeria and uh, the quest for a, a new technical advisor. Lots of names have been penned. The NFF have the NFF has a lot of names in the, uh, uh, that have been penned right now. We have Sam Fitz, we have Salisu Yusuf, we have a lot of people in the running for the technical advisor, and. Um, the argument is whether we should go local or foreign. Uh, for me, I believe Nigeria should go local. I believe that Nigeria should go local. Stribo Amadou is late, and he has taken Nigeria to two World Cups. They never gave him a ch chance. Stephen Keshi won the Nations Cup for Nigerians. When, the, um, when, when the local coaches are allowed to run the team without any 
handling without any interference by the NFF, we've seen excellent results from these coaches. We've seen them take Nigeria to great heights. We've seen Samson Siasi, legends of this game. These people have played in Nigeria. These people know the what is wrong with Nigerian football. These people are committed to to, to taking Nigerian future to, to football to the next level. And we and I believe they should give them a chance without interference, and that Nigeria Nigerian football will thrive again. We definitely need a local coach to take our football to the next level. Um, from my point of view, I go foreign. Uh, these are my these are the reasons why I believe a foreign technical advisor will take us to where we should be. The highest we've gotten in World Cup, the highest we've gotten still second round, though, the highest we've gotten to in football in ranking. The peak of our game has been when we had the two Dutch masters, um, Clemens Westerhoff and Joe Bronfrey. The reason why I will go for the for the foreign technical advisor is simple. Firstly, these guys are technical. As much as I would say that uh, they, their technicality might not be way too much compared to, 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 the, to the local guys, these guys know this game far better than our guys. They do. They know what they need to do in tight situation, in a difficult situation, what they have to do, the players they have to do. Most of the time, they've, I think most they, they choose, their selections are not based on influence and sentiments most of the time and you see these guys selecting the guys who should be there you can't say that for the local coach we had stories of uh, this particular coach collecting money from this person this collecting money from that person i remember one of those one of those managers who did well with the super egos uh, for me he, he spoiled all that i did when he started bringing in players who, according to the reports, gave him money. Players who you know on a good day should not be in the team, making the team. And you don't get to see that of the foreign coach. You might want to say what has happened to the foreign coach we've had in, in the past. I think most of them were never given a chance. Last Lagerbach took us to the World Cup zone and two. I think we did well, if not for our players. Sani Keita at some point for what he did. Dreckless Taku and Yakubo been missing that clear call chance in the subsequent game. We had a fine tournament. Yeah, we lost in, in, the, in the quarterfinal to a 10-man Ghana in, 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 at the African Cup of Nations. But then if you look at the way the team played, if you look at how... I mean, these guys understand football. They know how to bring the best out of our guys. Presently, we have one of the best young talents in, 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 in Africa. We need someone who understands football, someone who knows what... We, we have Keleche and Nacho presently in the last, in, in, in Europe, you won't mention any player in his age who scored more goals than him. His goal to, his goal to game ratio was, chances to goal ratio was better than even the top class strikers. He had that record. And, and Alex Wobi is someone from Azenvenga's um, um, tutelage who is still under his tutelage, who we all saw his creativity. He is good. These guys with other guys who want to join them should be the basics, should be the should form the cross of the team and we need someone who understands football, someone who can tell them how to go and where to go, and a well-respected person. I think these guys will find it difficult to respect our local guys. Why? Because, well, I wouldn't say these guys are always asking for money, but then if you look at them, they say something totally different from what they should be. My reason why we should go for a technical, foreign technical advisor, they know this thing far better than these guys, and they are an authority. They will say the way it should be, and they can get the best out of our young talent. For me, Technic, foreign technical advisor should be the way. Definitely still not agreeing on that. You, you mentioned the Dutch team being, being great in world football um, as a, at the time, but you're talking of 95, 96 with um, um, Westerhoff with Bonfrey. That's over 20 years ago. Um, Nigerian team, modern football, 
the Netherlands team is nowhere to be found. So for me, it still remains the local coaches. If we believe in them and we give them all the training that they might need, I believe they can get the best results. I never said the uh, Dutch coach, Dutch played the best football. I said the last time we the last time we've had the highest we've had when we were well respected. The cross of the team that played up to 2000 were managed by the Dutch tactician. That's what I said. I never said Dutch played the best brand of football. But then, when we had the best from 1994, 1993, up to 2000, the squad were wonderful. And they were managed by the Dutch technical advisor. Why? And, and the other times we've had, we've had tech, foreign technical advisor in Betty Vogt and Lars Lagerbach. You would say that Betty Vogt didn't do too well. But for Lars Lagerbach, I think his performance uh, was not totally bad, but I, I tell you that it was better than Vestalinigbe when he took us to the World Cup. And we've won the Nations Cup three times. Two of them has been won by foreign technical advisor to Gloria and then Clemens Westerhoff. The reason why we need these guys, you, you, you can go forth and back and say, yeah, the, the, the foreign, the local coaches need to refresh our courses, they need to be told. They keep, they will still be Nigerian. I appreciate what we have. But the fact that these guys will tell you, yeah, I did this because I need money. A lot of these guys have been accused of collecting bribe from these guys. How would you select the right players when you want money from the guys? I mean, we need someone who will be objective. We need someone who will do it without any string being attached. You are good. That's why you're on the pitch. That's the way forward. And if any of these guys can promise that, the local coaches, maybe, but I doubt they can promise that. So why we need to go for someone who is new, someone who just wants to do his job and boost his profile and not his pocket. Yeah, definitely. That, will, that is a function of the NFF. You are talking of corruption or, or, or... And, I mean, these coaches need to survive. And the NFF has always been guilty of faulting in the, in, in the payment of the local coach's salary. The NFF is guilty of this because they, they show an obvious bias towards the foreign coaches. When we have foreign coaches, they pay them, they give them even more than enough. But these local coaches, they allow them to stop a function, as I said before, I would go for the local coaches if the NFF doesn't interfere and if their welfare and allowances and all that is due for them is rightly given to them. But again, like I said, the local coaches have the technical know-how, they have the skill, and they've proven it at the top level that they can take Nigeria to, to, the, to the greater height of football. We've, we succeeded with local coaches and we can still succeed with local coaches. We keep saying um, NFF stop interfering. As much as I know they, they interfere most of the time, uh, for Sunday, Lisa, yeah, I think I think if anyone says that the NFF interfered in his administration, I think that person doesn't know what he's saying. He had everything. He talked about finances. They came out to say that we do not owe you any time. We paid all your money to the last couple. Why didn't he work? Why didn't he deliver? And you guys keep saying local coaches have done. What have they done? I stand to be corrected. Okay, two of them qualified us for the World Cup. Um, one took us to the Nations Cup against all that and did that. Kudos to that man. He did that. But then if you look at it, this same um, uh, local coach, coach failed to, uh, another of the local, respected local coach failed to qualify us for the Nations Cup back to back. He's done it twice. I mean, we should stop deceiving ourselves. When all chips are down, these guys don't have an option B. They don't have a plan B. These guys don't know what to do when, when, when their initial plans fail. You just see them talking and saying, go, 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 go. It's not all about go, go, go. It's about understanding, twerking and making something, making the result, making things work out. For me, we need someone who understands. I, I, I doubt these guys are capable enough. 
I doubt they are capable of it. It's, it's, you, you talked about FF paying up salary. I think that in, in, in recent times has changed a bit. Last Lagarde Park also complained of his fees not totally being paid. I think that's an NFF thing. They owe you money. But the most important thing is your dedication to the job. Are you getting results? For Sunday, everybody supported, everybody wanted him to be there. Was one of the chiefs who said he will do a good job. But eventually, we all saw what he did. Ego, pride, and everything. He would come and tell you no, this and that. But yeah, we need somebody who will take us forward. And, and, and if you talk about all the, all the foreign teams, apart from, say, France, who, who have their indigenous person, and then Spain, people employ. The specialist about specialist. Get someone who will get you forward. That's the most important thing. We will keep going here and there. We've been we've had local coaches in the, in the last how many years, and they've not done anything, anything in the last ten years. Our football has gone backward. Imagine Nigeria being being third seeded in a pot. I mean, in 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 the, in, the, in, the, in the World Cup pot. That's terrible. That's what the local coaches has done to us. You can say the NFF. The NFF has always been the NFF. NFF with the local coaches. This is what they've done. They've dragged our football down. Nobody respects Nigeria anymore. I'm sure if we gather some boys in my street and say we want to play the Super Eagles, they won't be afraid because that fear factor is gone. We are just super chicken. I tell you, we need a foreign expertise. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that will be our show for today. Uh, you can see it was really intense right now. I'm feeling blisters in my hands right now. Uh, thanks for listening. Sports Ration on Twitter, on Facebook, on iTunes. We are everywhere. And from us, it's bye-bye.